Welcome to this week's episode of Tech Talk Live. I am your host, Michael Armogan. And with us this week, we have our guest, Vic Well. Okay. <laughs> uh, this week, we've got a number of different topics, but we're going to start off by remembering someone who is well known within the tech community. And <laughs> Vic Well seems very happy that I'm actually talking about this. <laughs> It's um, Steve Jobs, uh, known as one of the key innovators when it comes to Apple products like the iPod, the iPhone, and even things like the MacBook. Now, of course, there's a lot of different views on him. Um, everything from he wasn't really an innovator, to, he was more of a marketer, um, to you know, he was the best thing since sliced bread. But we have to at least remember that, you know, he has done a lot for the tech community. And today is the day, I think it was six years ago, what? Yep. Yeah, six years day. ago that he died. And that's a long time when you yeah, really think about it. That flew by so fast. It, it does not feel like it's been six years. No, not at all. Like, I still have the photo that Apple posted on their website that day. <laughs> I screenshot it back when I was in grade 11 and I still have it in my computer up to this day. Wow. That's dedication, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll admit, I'll be the first one to admit, well, I don't really use Apple products. He has done a lot for the tech community. And when you really think about it, he... He pushed for a lot of things, like for example, the iPhone. Um, or was it the iPod? I think it was the iPhone. He went on to Shark Tank, and they dismissed the idea hard. Like every single one of them said no. Look at today. I got it. I got it. Look where it is today. I mean, it, may, it has its faults, but look where it is today. Exactly. It. Both the iPod and the iPhone revolutionized the industries that they were in. Um, granted, there were other players, but for the most part, they pretty much died off within time. Uh, granted, you know, Android and whatnot since, but yeah, we, we have to give it to him. So we're going to move on. Well, Vicky, do you have anything that you want to say about it? Well, about him? Mm. No, I think I explained everything via, via my WhatsApp status today. <laughs> Which was what? Oh, I've basically been posting up photos and videos of him all day on my WhatsApp. You know, you got to show your support. <laughs> that explains your uh, your profile picture of him and saying, what is yeah. that? What's that saying now? That's the photo from, from their website. Uh, Steve Jobs and the day he was born to the day he died. Well, the years. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Um. Oh, and um, there's another thing that we definitely need to talk about. The whole Las Vegas situation. Um, 
you know our heart goes out to those persons that the i think it was 59 last i checked the 59 persons that were killed which is horrible and as well as the over 500 persons that were injured by if i remember correctly um one man and an and an associate so two people from what i understand i don't know if the second person was also shooting but yeah i know my heart goes out to them vicky i'm sure yours does as well same as well so to the families out there if you're a family or a friend my sincere condolences if you're one of those that were injured I hope you heal up fast. Seriously. Um, as we move on to our actual topics, we're going to start off with Apple, since, you know, the whole Steve Jobs thing. And I'm going to bring this something into focus now. Their beta. As well as their... Uh, so their point zero point x little updates that supposedly fix various bugs and whatnot it really didn't fix anything but <laughs> vicky um so what's been your experience with these so far okay well first going off ios 11 was a total mess i, I would admit the all the betas that betas that i've seen online were running smoothly, everything was perfect. And then like they finally dropped the public old mask and it just was like total trash. I had bugs everywhere I know. Um, I read online, some persons were having issues with their AirPods connecting, whereas they would disconnect their AirPods like at random times. Um, for me, I've basically been having, let me see, oh, one of the glitches I had. I've been having a keyboard glitch. Um, it's moving rather slow, like in certain areas. My emojis also have a glitch, but then like, I felt like, I think it was like an upgrowing problem from iOS 10. When iOS 10 came out, the emojis, if you were starchier, if you had a color set for your, like the emojis that they offer you to have skin, skin tone colors, if you had a color set for that, and if you cleared your keyboard history, when you go back, it wouldn't in, in iOS 10. It wouldn't save your. It wouldn't like save the colors like how it did in iOS 9. Hmm. And I tried this on like yeah, it, it happened on like all their versions. Like it never got fixed. Um, and I think that's kind of like like a, it's kind of like a, it kind of bled over to iOS 11, but not like so extensively. But then I haven't changed my colors. But I know like if you use your recent keyboards, like if you use the recent emojis on your keyboard that have like a certain color. Like, if you press it, like, it randomly prompts you to the screen for you to select a color. And I'm just like, like, I already have the color selected. Like, why are you prompting me to this? It wasn't doing this in iOS 10. Yeah, so that's one of the problems I've had. Um, another one is my landscape, my landscape keyboard. So I think, I really think that they're trying to fix the software to work with, I, I mean, to work with the iPhone 10, which is the reason why we're having so many bugs, because they're still trying to, trying to fix that. Um, next, like there's, there, there have been instances where some persons have been saying that they had the layout for iOS 11 for the iPhone 10, 
led through on their like iPhone 6, 7, I mean, yeah, 6, six, six series, 7 and 8. Um, so I know that's like, that's issue. And I think that's why it is with my keyboard, whereas I turn my keyboard for landscape mode, it kind of like squishes in. And like, they have like these bars on the side. I'm just like, this bar whatever was there before. Mm -hmm. And they didn't fix it in iOS 11. Um, point zero point one. I think I've I think I've did iOS. Wait, you know, wait. I think yes, they didn't fix it in point zero point two either. Still the same. I don't have the issue on my iPad though. I think it's just my phone. Um, I don't know, I forgot the next issue. Issue. Uh, I can't remember them all, but I know I know it's 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 really terrible. I expected I really expected them to come with a bind this year. I mean. How they, how they made it seem like iOS 11 was like, well, it, it actually is. There was a lot of minor changes that that made the software so much better. Um, but I think that public, the public goal master killed it for me. And then, and then there's also an issue with um, Control Center, where as I would like quickly swipe down on Control Center, it would trigger my brightness going all the way down, but they apparently patched that in 10 point, I mean, 11.0.2. So I guess that's kind of like a fix, but they fixed everything else. So the wall Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Oh yes, that as well. How could I forgot? Like it, it got to a point where I don't even want to try to turn it off anymore. I just like, <laughs> I just leave it on. So like the whole, that whole area with Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, um, what else is in that area? Airplane mode. Has um, airplane mode and then the cellular connectivity, but I don't think anybody turns off the cellular connectivity. But in that area, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth don't turn on. If you turn off, you use it from the control center. You have to actually physically go into settings to turn it off. If you turn it off in control center, it would just say not connected. And when you go to it inside settings it will show that it will show that it's it's on but it's not connected to anything so not if you to permanently turn it off you have to turn it off the settings and that's kind of like a half because i now have to go all the way into settings to turn it off when i used to just be able to do that during my through my control center from like ios 10 down so so there's two things that i've also noticed well one thing that i've uh, yeah, two things that I've noticed. One thing that I'm curious about. Um, someone, one of my coworkers from Jamaica, contacted me and asked me if I'd seen this before. And I honestly hadn't heard any this really happening. And I took a look and granted, you know, some things like this kind of happened with 9 and 10. But it, it's very rare. And I'm, I'm kind of curious if it's happening more with 11 now. But... Apparently, social media apps are disappearing from the um, data section of, like, you know, when you go to cellular and you can see your data usage or, like, turn off um, data, background data usage. Yeah. Yeah. They are just not there, period. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I, I sent them some ideas on how to fix that, but that was that was a bit surprising. I didn't expect that to be a thing. A thing, yeah. Oh, there's also issues with the watch. I, I posted it on Twitter to make sure it was the only me that was having this issue. But for some reason, 
when my watch flashes um, notifications from Twitter, like it doesn't show, like, you know, the blue background, white bird, mm -hmm. that looks, it doesn't show that. It just has, I don't know if people have seen it, but it's just like, when you download an app, but it hasn't fully, it hasn't fully been completed and it doesn't display the artwork. It just shows like the little square circle, square with the rounded corners and like this little circle in the middle with like lines. You know, huh. I think yeah. that's the default kind of yeah. the default before like it actually loads the artwork in front of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, like it just shows that. And I'm just like, okay, like it worked it was working fine for Facebook, but it wasn't working for Twitter. And I posted on Twitter to see if anybody else was having this issue when it was like, No, they're having this issue as well. And then I updated my phone to iOS eleven point zero point two to see if that fixed it. And now it's happening for both Facebook and Twitter. And I'm just like, like what's going on with this? Like, oh, y'all barely update your watch software and you're having this much issues. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, that's a little bit of bias coming out. And then there was the issue with the iPhone 8s where people were like, carrying like this crackling noise, the headpiece. And they supposedly patched that in 11.0.2. That, that, that was mainly what that update was for. Like, it was, I, I am 100% sure that that was for nothing else but to fix that one bug and something, it was something else. I think they were having some issues with photos and emails. But other than that, they haven't, they haven't fixed anything. Not at all. Well, I know they definitely can't patch those um, iPhone 8 battery issues that some, they're now, a few people are reporting. The battery gate. <laughs> battery gate is now a thing so apparently <laughs> what's happening for those who aren't aware is that uh the housing is pretty much popping open <laughs> because of the batteries being well swelling up and causing issues um apple is apparently investigating it let me see it says apple is investigating after two iphone 8 plus owners shared pictures of their device burst open due to possible battery failure which is typically what happens when and your battery starts to swell up since it's lithium ion um they say that they are aware and that they are looking into it um overall though this does not bode all that well for a device that has just been released not more than a month now at this point yeah. And I'm so glad I did not the 6 plus. I mean, the, the, the 8 plus. Thank the Lord. I'm praying that everything is okay with my iPhones. We can only hope. I'm hoping. <laughs> hoping so. <laughs> but. I know. Sorry, go on. I mean, well, you could. Anyway. But I know. I know, like, usually when, when they have, like, releases, there's always something that goes wrong. Like, the fall was the, the cell cellular gate i don't know what they call it then um, death grip gate where, something like that yeah like where where, <clears throat> where i didn't where i was losing um signal yeah but depending they, on how you they, gripped it, it yeah then yeah, they fixed it with the case that they that they released they mm -hmm. had the case of, of like was the bumper gate yeah yeah um then <clears throat> i don't remember anything major for the fives was this something major for the fives no, I think the next thing that really happened was Bandgate. Yeah, and then the Crescent Gate. Yes. Where the, where the camera would like shift. Yeah, the Crescent Gate, then the Bandgate, which turned into a Bandtest, which I don't mind that one. 
like I, I like I think people people made a plus for it and decided to start bending phones to test it. Yep. And now it's this. I'm making a stupid I'm making a stupid half thing. What goes wrong with the iPhone 10? Like I am patiently waiting because I can feel I can feel it in my soul. Something about to go wrong. Well, I think we said it in the last one, but you know they were already having issues with the um, face sensor. So. But here's, a, here's the thing that I was curious about, right? So the the iPhone 10 has a notch. And that comes, like, I think there's, like, a space, like, that big, then there's a notch, and then there's another spa space, like, that big. So probably dimensions are screwed up, but um, with that notch being there, then that's going to be a little bit of a space there for that just is space well no because like technically that might be symbols i'm just trying to wonder how the keyboard layout is going to be um because of the notch yes if you put it i think and this is where this is where um, um the issue with the keyboard the landscape i think when you put it in landscape it's going to have like little bars on the side and then mm. the keyboard's going to be in the middle so I think Probably. that's what that issue is on I on what I've been receiving. I think that's what that issue is for. Like they're trying to, it's like they, it's kind of like they thought about this giant software. Well, this giant, this giant improvement for the software because it's still running the same UI from iOS six or seven, one of them. Yeah, this new improvement for the software. Like they came up with this big idea to how to improve the software. Then they came up with this big phone. And they released the software and I was like, okay, you know, we need to try to figure out how we're going to like fit the software to work with the phone. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's, that's why all, like all the bugs are bleeding over because they're still trying to figure out how to like, I guess, position certain things for the phone. So screenshots on the, on the iPhone 10 looks rather weird. Like you have like this access empty space at the top. I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll fi probably find out more once it's actually been released. Um. Now I do know that uh, the iPhone, on a whole, has been blowing out some pretty good numbers when it comes to doing video um, rendering, which. Is pretty intensive even for laptop computers so the fact that it can do it and it's doing it better than some laptops including some macbooks is an interesting feat i mean it kind of raises the question of are we really getting to the point where we won't need computers as much anymore like i think the note 8 really raised that question but with these benchmark tests that came out it's it's kind of like elevating that even further what's your thoughts i think at a point in time it's going to become like that well because at the present moment with the latest update for ios 11 on the ipads like that's that's like basically almost replacing like computers now so I think, I think it's going to be more linked to iPads to replace the computers. And then like shortly after this, it's going to be like, you're going to solely use your phone for everything. Uh, I feel like, you know, like go from big to small. 
I said that's probably what they're gonna do. Yeah. Maybe. And the last topic that we have for Apple is actually one that kind of shares some information with Samsung. It's uh, the fact that Samsung, for every iPhone 10 that is sold, and I find it the amount slightly ironic, um, they're going to be making $110, estimated at least, to a grand total of about $4 billion. What? Yeah. Um, I know iPhone is definitely looking at other like screen vendors since they want the curved screen kind of thing, but um, Samsung, holy crap! Yep, they're making that money. Yeah. And this is this is what I find funny that persons would judge you so hard by the phone that you use. Uh, but at the same time, these two company partner or not, because you know why? Money have to make. They got to make the money. Even if even if we're rivals, I still got to partner up with you because you have what I want. Exactly. Exactly. So I find it funny as people are like, oh, well, that whole thing with the that I mentioned like in, a, in an earlier episode um, about certain iPhone users won't date someone who doesn't have an iPhone or uses an Android kind of thing. Like. <laughs> I found that article, and I still find it, that article. It's like, wow. People are so close-minded. It's, 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 I feel like it's about 95% true. Like, I won't lie. I've, I've not turned on some because they, they have an Android phone. It's just that I, I see the type of phone that you use, and I'm like, okay. Like, I see, I see, like, I, like, I already have in my mindset, you know, I can't be expecting to be able to play I message games with you. I can't use like the latest emojis with you when they come out. I have to wait. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm usually like, okay, say iOS like 11 point maybe two. I feel like it's coming out with two. Anyway, yeah, iOS 11.2, if that brings new emoji and I'm speaking to someone who wants an Android device, I'm not going to use those new emojis until WhatsApp updates for the notification to be able to see it. I have some type of consideration. Hold on, so are you or are you not saying you wouldn't date someone because they're using an Android device? No, I'm not that close-minded. I just I, I look up the type of phone that you know that you use, and I kind of have that base set, like that, that 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 baseline for what I can and cannot do. So I can't send you the newest emojis. Can't play iMessage games with you. So it's like not to make it sound rude, but like I have to stoop myself down to your level. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure some Android users feel that same way, whereas, because I can't do certain things, they have to put themselves down to my level. But, but, not to make it sound mean, like, they just kind of, how it is, in a way. <laughs> wow. No, oh. it's just... <laughs> I hope someone clipped that. Oh. Not to make it sound mean, but that's that's how it is. Like, like if I if I'm in a group with somebody who owns an Android device, and I have the latest emojis because you know Apple gets the emojis first, since they code it. I remember, yeah. And if I know, like, I'd ask, I was like, okay, has WhatsApp updated if y'all get the new emojis yet? 
if they tell me no, then I said, okay, I can't. Like, I already know, okay, I can't use these emojis because it's not going to show up for, like, for them if they use it. So, like, I just kind of, like, downgrade so I don't use them until I get them, and then I start using them. Yeah. It's not, it's not as bad as it sounds. Like, I don't think... I, don't I think see. It's about. Yeah. I see. Yep. Okay, then, miss. <laughs> Moving on. We're going to be talking about our Google Pixel, well, not our Google Pixel, but the Google Pixel event. Yes, because we're at Google. Um, now, of course, this event just happened yesterday. Uh, so that was the October 4th, which was a Wednesday. Yes. And it was very AI focused. Like, it started off with the home additions, like the mini and the Max, which I see the Mini being kind of like an Amazon Echo Dot kind of competitor, in a sense. Yeah. And the Max being on the lines of like the HomePod, Sonos, um, I guess in the sense Amazon Echo as well, kind of competitor. Um, I found those kind of be interesting. I also found interesting that if you buy the Pixel 2, they give you a code a little bit later on to get a mini for free. I, I love that. Like, I was like, oh, you know, look at them giving back to their, their customers. I like that. I like when they do stuff like that. But I mean, for that price, like, <laughs> <laughs> like the 128 gig Pixel 2 is like when you actually buy it, it's over a thousand bucks. My heart. Yeah. And the um, the Pixel Two, which is the smaller version, um, the hundred and twenty eight version of that is like eighty, sorry, eight hundred something dollars as well. Wow. But um, yeah. I mean, personally, I like the way that they're going about it because it really is making a real contender against apple especially sorry well yeah against apple and against amazon especially since amazon just came out with some new products are a little bit um well fairly recently i think it was this past week as well but they weren't all that interesting um did what was your take on the whole uh max and mini thing I thought it was cool. Like the fact that for me, when I first saw the, the mini, I automatically assumed, you know, it's supposed to be a competition for um, Amazon's Echo Dot. And like when they said, oh, you know, they're going to be giving them free for a limited time with persons who buy a pizza. I was like, oh, that's a nice touch. And I was like, you know, look at them giving back. I wish I had, you know, a company and a gift that, that did that for me, even though spend so much money without getting anything back <laughs> but yeah I got you get free money. headphones <laughs> that aren't even that aren't even airpods like why aren't airpods in the box yet i'm i'm patiently waiting for that <laughs> but yeah like i thought i thought like that was that was a really nice gesture um for the max i mean yeah the max the same thing you said like i figured it's going to be a competitor for the home pod which chris had stated like how much people are going to purchase the home pod because there's already Amazon out there basically taking over the market, in which I'm tired of Amazon. 
by the way. But yeah, Amazon's basically taking it because like they've taken over the anime market as well. Like I'm over them. <laughs> but yeah, like Amazon is basically taking over the whole market for like smart speakers, home, like smart speakers and like home stuff. Um, so like I'm glad to see that you know there's other competition there that's like that's gonna be up to par with, Am- with Amazon's Echo. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then I mean they moved on into other things. Let me see exactly what. Uh, where was that? Ah oh boy. I kind of lost. New store. Okay, so. Other than that, which they said, those also have machine learning inside of them, which is a neat feature, but it's, it's more on the lines of, okay, so how often are these things going to be updating? Um, they came up with the Pixel Book as well, which I found interesting, though it's still, it's still a Pixel. It's still Chrome OS. It's still kind of hindered behind some stuff. Yeah, they're making it a little bit more flexible and with um, Android apps supposedly being able to work on it, that seems like a nice touch. But, oh, and the uh, the pen that's going to become, that you can get for it, that seems interesting as well and really making it seem more like a tablet. And I think they said they part- were partnering up with Wacom. Yeah, yeah, the flat pen is, is really interesting. They did, a, they did a lot of partnering up. They partnered up with, with Disney as well, which I'm waiting for Apple to do 100%. Yeah, I see them partnering more with Pixar, though. Apple? I mean, yeah, mainly just because of Steve Jobs. I, I just want I just want Star Wars watch faces. So they, gave toy, they gave me Toy Story and Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. Mm, like, why, why don't you have Star Wars? That is a good question, now that you, you point it out. Like, I'm pretty sure the persons would appreciate the Star Wars, the Star Wars watch face over... Mickey over, Mouse. Yeah. Mickey Mouse. And Minnie Mouse, yeah. Like, you know, the moving Toy Story faces as well. Like, I feel like I would, like, I would prefer Star Wars. A lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> or like, BB-8 in the corner. Or R2, D2, I don't know, something. That, I think, would be an interesting touch. This way, though, I'm... I don't know, like, I might expect Star Wars stuff to come more out on... Android at this point. At least first. And, like, the funny thing about it is... They have, like, a Star Wars section, or, like, a mini section on their website. I think they're, I think it's, it's dealing with like one of the bots that they have. Like they have like a whole Star Wars little section for bots on their website. And this is like, okay, y'all have Star Wars stuff here, but we had a watch face. Oh my. Or it's just being me needing too much. <laughs> um, they came out with Google Clips, which was the, you know, um, kind of like a little camera that you can take and around with you like gopro in a way in a sense yeah like you could clip it on the things to take little small video clips 
um, or pictures, and then they get treated up with uh, machine learning and um, artificial intelligence to make them look a little bit better. And you can share them to photos and in albums on the fly. But honestly, I don't really see that one being bought and used a whole lot. I'd say they targeted because this is like one of the first things they mentioned. I'd say they targeted parents, meaning like females, because they usually want to strip out the mothers of like small children. Like, like, like the mothers are usually the ones that trip out first. Like, you know, first step, they gotta record everything, that type of thing. So, like, I think they, because they mentioned it, I think that's gonna be like one of their main targets. Whereas, if you wanna catch every moment of your newborn baby you can always catch it with google clips you can clip it anywhere and it'll be able to capture things for you stuff like that i guess uh, still though like when you really look hard at it the practicality of it it's not yeah it's not really there um of course there's the whole daydream view thing but that's been around um, but the one that I think really captivated a number of people was the Google Pixel Buds. Yes, I thought they were so cool. And I know the part for me was the whole, you know, being able to not only hear, but it would also speak in a language that you don't know. So I could, and it's four different languages, so... I know when I go to Florida, for example, from the time I was a kid, people, you, even though I'm with my mom, like people would walk up to me and start speaking to me in Spanish. And I don't know, like a Spanish other than, you know, buenos dias, buenas noches, buenas tardes, uh, no habla espanol, así así for so-so, and bien bien for good. <laughs> other than that, I, I don't know a lick of Spanish. So, you know, when they walk up to me, I could be like... Yeah, so what was actually happening is, and then it speaks out in Spanish. I wouldn't feel like a complete dunce. I'm just having to say, like, no habla espanol. And just looking at them, no habla espanol. Uh. Yeah, I think I think that was probably one of the big touches for the air, the air buds. I mean, not the air buds. So. Pixel buds. <laughs> yeah, pixel buds. Like, I you thinking Apple? Um, so they took with, with like, most companies are doing now, wireless headphones, wireless air buds. And uh, they gave their windows printed. Like, you know, it's Google. They can use Google Translate, stuff like that. Then they just, then they just be like, oh, you know, we're going to take away the headphone jack and then give you guys these air buds that look like the Beats. What is ten or something like that? That little choppy thing, yeah. yeah. Like they gave their own spin it. Well, I know some people are also debating whether it's a good buy or not, considering that Google Translate can already do conversations. So it's kind of like a matter of, do you buy something for hundred and fifty something bucks just so that you don't have to pull out your phone? Yep. <laughs> I mean, I bought the AirPods just like off air, so yeah. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I think we need to direct those people to you so that you can help them understand. <laughs> um, I mean, granted, it can do like phone calls and listening to music and everything like that. Plus, they have a five. From what I remember, they have a five-hour battery um, charge. Plus, the case in itself has like twenty hours of charge inside of it. So there's like five different sets of charges inside of it. So, yeah, you pretty much have all-day battery usage if you use that, which I think is neat. And the case won't look, like, super, super small where you can lose it. Yes. Because, like, the AirPods, the AirPods are, like, well, like, this big, I think. Well, maybe, like, this big. I'll see later on to see. But I feel like they're about, they're about this big, and, like, they're super small, and, like, it really looks like you just, like, throw it somewhere and lose it. Yeah. And that's, like, what? I think it's, like, 16... $65 for a place like that, I think. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um Honestly though, I am I'm, I'm torn. I am honestly torn. Like I was I was ready to buy it and then I'm like then I, I just kinda caught myself from like Do we really need these? Do I really need these? I already have something that can do bone conducting. The only thing I'd really be using it for is for translating, and I don't go over to places that need translating all that often. It was like, hmm. So that's that's my little dilemma with them. Um, otherwise, though, oh, yeah. Actually, the other thing that kind of stopped me was when I clicked to buy it. It because of people trying to buy the Pixel Two and the Pixel Two XL. The store within itself is also causing problems. So you click buy and then it would just refresh and like the button would like act like it's doing, but you haven't bought jack crap. So, <laughs> and then it would just pop back up. Bye now. Hey, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. Hey, you didn't get it. I said that's how it's going to be. <laughs> Come pre-ordering time for the iPhone 10. Probably. More than likely, especially since a lot of people are wanting to buy the iPhone 10 over the 8. Yep. So, um, actually talking about, like, the whole, well, the phone portion of the event, which was the Pixel 2 and the Pixel 2 XL. Um, surprisingly and not surprisingly, when they announced the device, uh, <laughs> They beat the current DXL Mark score, which was, I believe, 94, being tied between the iPhone 8 and the Note 8. Um, of course, Samsung and iPhone fanboys were having goes at one another, saying, you know, it was rigged, so on and so forth, <laughs> but, um, for the different ones and how things didn't add up or something like that between those scores. But... For the second time in a row, the Pixel has won the best smartphone camera. And it's... Actually, when you take a look at the DxO article that talked about it, it's you can see where it became the top notch at AOM 98. So it scored four marks higher. Granted, you know, they're also saying don't count 100 as the utmost limit. Things can go higher than 100 if they ever get to that point. Um, but I think that considering that the iPhone 8 and the Note 8 have dual lens cameras, whereas the Pixel 2 and the Pixel 
um, to XL only has one and was able to compete well enough against them only having some slight flaws when it comes to zooming in um, only because it has that one camera versus the others that have two is really impressive yes i don't i don't think for me personally i don't think it i don't think it was rigged like i could see where where pixel 2 won the best smartphone camera of the year um i've seen some camera tests comparing the 8 uh well iphone 8 and note 8 just 50 50 like certain things like like both cameras have like their own, like they have their own sensor like pros and they have their own sensor cons. Like for me, I prefer the photos taken from the iPhone 8 because it has like more of a vibrant, it has a more like a vibrant color. Whereas like the colors pop and they look, they look like crisp and real, like, you know, like, you know, like they look like super crisp and the colors like were really vibrant and they popping at you whereas with the note 8 it was more like a subtle color it wasn't as vibrant as how it was with the iphone 8. um dual camera wise i i honestly and truly am like so iffy with dual cameras simply because that simply because apple has not given their telephoto lens a higher um mp than the Acton, than like the main eyesight camera lens. Yeah. Like if you if you're gonna have a photo, if you're gonna have a, a telephoto lens, it has to be at a higher MP than the original lens because when you zoom in, it's going to become pixelated no matter what. So like, and I I I I applaud Pixel for not jumping the gun like everybody else did. Uh, well, jumping on the bandwagon like everybody else did, not at a dual camera because you know Apple did it last year. And they seem to have made money that's like camera wise and so on but yeah like I, I i i applaud them for doing that and the fact that they could beat them without having a two camera and just using the software was really amazing and i saw like some photo some photo tests on the google pixel mm-hmm. uh it was like mkbhd went yeah he was showing he was showing it and i saw it and i was like wow like this, like it was, it was me. It was so amazing, like in mind blown. Like the photos were so clean, crisp. Colors were popping. Like when they, when he did the blur, it wasn't too bad for the blur. I was like, ooh, this is really nice. And the fact that they offer it on both devices instead of it just being like the plus models getting it, that was also a plus that I like that they did. Yeah, I, I think that was a little bit of shade right there. Yeah, <laughs> when you thrown at some other companies, not just Apple, but like other companies as well, like Samsung um it's like hey yeah what we do it's on everything forget being like special stuff being on the higher end device or the bigger devices like "Mm." but i know when he posted that video mkbhd uh people were like really really going on hard at that at first they were zooming in super hard um to like they zoomed him like on this piece of his face and they're like okay yeah we can see like your mustache and we can see your pores and like it looks clear and another person like zoomed in on his like backpack and they saw a little bit of ghosting there where it was just because of the um trying to differentiate between him and the background and so it kind of had a little bit of a blur and it's like come on people this is like this is the same day 
This is and not only that, but these devices have machine learning when it comes to pictures, which means these pictures are going to continuously get better at differentiating between backgrounds and people. So, stop trying to rip it on a new hole already. It's like the first day. I'm just like, let the phone live, man. <laughs> I will admit, I loved MKBHD's like. Whole thing was like, yeah, I'm watching the, I'm watching the thing, and the person next to me just pulled out the two X, L next to me, and it, that's why I'm not tweeting as much. And I'm like, I can respect that. I can respect that. Loki, I feel like he's very biased on his channel, but you know, I'm gonna let it slide. What was he like, saying? No, like I feel like I feel like him naturally, and like watching his videos, he is he pushes a lot with some more Android side than he does for. Apple. Really? Yes. I would have thought he pushed a little bit more towards iPhone. No, like his iPhone videos are usually they're usually like this. Um, you know, like I love it, but I hate it type I love it I love hate it at the same time. It's always like a fifty fifty. Are you sure it's not simply because Android just has more well, they have more phones which means that he can do more content. And they typically have like more features, especially because there are more devices that he could talk on. Maybe, but I know like I know for him I know for him it's, it really comes off as glow, he's in love with the glue pixel. <laughs> like that like that would be his main spoon if he had a choice. Because like he switches phones a lot. But yeah, like I feel like that's like that's it. At this that's, point it's I, hard not to. I mean I like it. I mean, if I if I wasn't such a uh, Apple fan, I would get a Google Pixel. That's the word you want to call yourself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see what exactly you were going to find yourself <laughs> as. <laughs> I, I, I consider an Apple fan, so I would get a Google Pixel. And like, it's simply because the phone is amazing, and the fact that they're introducing all these lines of products that makes it like makes it like sound like a unison like it's kind of like coming like a group like how apple basically have the all their products thing together mm. kind of like that it's kind of like one big happy family and simply because of that i think about if i was going to switch back i would go with a google pixel and but that's not happening so yeah unfortunately one one of these days will get you back maybe we'll see <laughs> um but actually, yeah, that's an interesting idea because they're, they have the computers now. Well, they've had computers. It's a matter of, and those computers are well used inside schools. Not so much in many other places, but it's, it's still a it's, thing. I feel like it's the Chrome OS. I feel like that's like, that's, that's the main downfall for me, for the computers. I think what they need to do is something very similar to what, um, elect, well, Amazon did and that's tying in with Microsoft so that it can work with Cortana and if it works with Cortana then it means that it works with Windows 10 and Windows 8 so you have a hook into that element and then you know if I remember correctly it kind of works with the iPhone as well in a sense well like the, um, the home, speaker? yeah the home yeah. stuff yeah, so, it doesn't do what it does with the uh, Android, but it can call your iPhone. Yeah, so it's like... It can call your iPhone. 
if you lose your iPhone, sorry, you lose your phone. If it's an Android, you could say, hey, help me find my iPhone, and it'll just make it do a beep. If it's an iPhone, it'll actually have to call you. And I think that only works in certain countries because it would have to call from that number. And that's actually something I'm going to need to test out when I get mine to see if it works here in the Bahamas. That would be interesting. Or if it's going to be like, like calling in from a U.S. number or something like that. That would be because we tend to get the short end of the stick. Um... We almost forgot about something. I'm going to come back to it. I just remembered it. Um, but, I mean, overall, though, it seems like the Pixel 2 line is coming up and shaping along nicely. We've got a great camera. We've got, unfortunately, no headphones. No headphones. <laughs> Why? Welcome to the dark side. Vicky, don't make me hate you. <laughs> this dark side does not have cookies, and this is a, the more cookies channel. I'm sorry. Headphone jacks have cookies. They have my cookies, and I want them back. Get used to the dongle life. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> so, so wrong. Um, okay, so let's see, you've got USB fast charging so it can charge up, um, I think it was within 15 minutes you get, it's either two or seven hours of charge. Do you remember? Well, I don't remember. Um, either way, that's still very impressive. So I don't have to continue, I mean, USB C was already charging fairly quickly. The fact that these batteries do it even faster is great. Um, it has AR core built inside of it, so you can have your AR stickers inside your photos and videos and stuff like that, even though you can't do your whole emojis with your face. You can have little things like Snapchat, because I think they actually said they worked with Snapchat for that. Yeah. Um... So you don't have your hot dog man or your banana man, but you've got other things. Um, and then of course there's the whole AI element, which is, helps improve your pictures. Like even after the fact and sorting them out, so on and so forth. Oh, and your pictures and videos will be backed up at the hey. highest resolution until 2020. Lucky bastards. Meanwhile, iPhone users have to stick with their little iCloud storage. Yep. Though, I mean, you are welcome to download Google Photos and back them up there. Mm. But then I have my whole laptop, so I use it. I back up on iTunes until Apple. I, I really feel like it's coming, but until Apple moves the charging port. Like, I, I feel like it's come. Like, I can feel it in my soul that they're about to do something that's going to be messed up soon. Well, that was actually part of the thing that I, we almost <laughs> forgot. The Apple um, charging adapter. Fast charging adapter, that is. Yes. So, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, uh, iPhone 8, well, 
they had it for the iPad Pro, but with the iPhone 8 lineup, you can now fast charge your device. But it's just going to cost you $50 to purchase the USB-C adapter. And then you got to spend an extra, like maybe $20 or so, to get the, um, uh, the Lightning to USB-C cable. So you're about to spend essentially about $70 on fast charging for your phone. Yeah, they actually, they did some tests for it to tell you how fast your phone actually charged. Like if you're using an iPhone 8, if you're using the regular 5 watt charger, mm-hmm. within the time of 15 minutes, it can charge your phone to 12%. If you're using the 12 watt charger, the other ones that comes with the regular iPad, it's going to charge your phone to 23% and within 15 minutes. Then if you use the, U- the USB-C charger, which is the well, one of them. They have the 29 watts. But if you use that one, it's going to charge your phone to 28% within 15 minutes. And then for 30 minutes, which is where it kind of increased, um, 30 minutes with the 5 watt, it charges your phone at 27%. Um, for 30 minutes for the 12 watt, it charges your phone at 43, I mean 46%. And then for the 29 watt, which is the USB-C one, they charge they charge your phone to fifty six percent within thirty minutes. That's pretty nice when you really think about it. It is, but it just costs you seventy dollars. Yeah, that price, that's that that's a little killer right there. Well, um, actually, I just plug my iPod, my my iPhone to, I plug it into my iPad, my iPad charger, which is the twelve watt one. So, I don't really feel it too bad. Hmm. Oh, there was some other stuff apparently I forgot as well about the uh, whole Google event. Well, with the Pixel 2 stuff, you can squeeze it to start talking to Google Assistant, which is a neat little gesture that I'm kind of curious as that actually works. Though I found it interesting that that was something that HTC had, but it ported over to the device that HTC didn't even make. So that was an interesting little like development there. And like I felt, I really felt like some persons knocked the squeezable HTC. Like I, f- I feel like like people like they kind of like shunned it in a way. Yeah. But now Google adapted it and they made it into their own version for Pixel. And now all of a sudden it's like, ooh, we have a squeezable phone that we can that we can now use. What is it? It's Google Now. Google Assistant. Google Assistant, yeah. That we can now use Google Assistant with, and we just squeeze it. And it's like, oh, that's so amazing. And I'm just there, like, HTC had it. And like, I feel like person stunned it, and now all of a sudden Google has it. And it's like, oh, oh my, it's so wonderful. <sighs> but I, I like that they, I like that they adapted it from HTC and they put it in their first phone. Like, I think that's a new feature. But I'm wondering if it's, if it's just going to be. Google Assistant, or is it going to be able to allow you to customize it? I think it's so, only going to be Google Assistant, to be quite honest. That'd be nice if I could customize it, you know, just squeeze it to launch my camera faster and stuff like that. I'm sure someone's going to root it and then try to change it like that, much like how they did with the Bixby button. Except Google more than likely is not going to be like Samsung and lock that stuff out. So you never know. They might just do something like that. It would be nice. Um, there's the whole element of music identification. So 
you could just have your phone on the desk and you just explain and it'll tell you what song it is. Yes, and it saves you, saves you the time of downloading Shazam. Exactly. And though that seems like it is an app within itself, because there was an app that they found that got um, loaded up on the Play Store yesterday. And so that's likely going to be on it that will manage that. I don't know if that's going to come through other devices. Who knows? Um, when it comes to the kids element of it, uh, apparently later this month, Google is going to be launching more than 50 new ways that kids can do things with Assistant. So this is also going to start playing around with the home stuff where they can play games, ask trivia questions. Um, as of like today, they can use actions on the Google platform. Um, which is stuff for kids, much like how Alexa kind of has it. Um, they've had that up since August. Um, so, for example, when an adult says, okay, Google, let's play a game, Google Assistant will come out and like offer to do things like, no, phone. <laughs> I'm going to have to say, okay, G, at this point. Much like, um, It will offer to do things like Mad Libs, Lucky Trivia, and the Crystal Ball Fortune Teller which are things hosted by the assistant. But when kids come and say, okay, gee, let's play a game, it's gonna then offer things like beatbox or play musical chairs or what kind of fruit are you? Um, when they ask like, okay, tell me a story, it's gonna partner up with, I think it was Disney for some of them and then some um, individual writers as well for Snow White or the chef that loves potatoes. Um, and then it's like, okay, Google, let's learn. And it's going to like, do other things like that as well. And also with the home stuff was the broadcast feature where, and I, I still need to like understand this one a little bit more, but it's, you can pretty much say, okay, G, broadcast, it's time to leave for school, which is the example they used yesterday. I think the way they were saying like, adults will love it, kids will hate it. Um, because then it'll be broadcast to the other home devices within inside your home and like give a notification sound or something like that to say, Hey, it's time to do this or whatnot. Oh, basically, it's kind of like we're placing the parents' job to go upstairs and wake up their child and be like, Oh, you know, it's time to get up. Yeah. I, I think people are more interacting well more saying like it's trying to replace the intercom as well i forgot all those things <laughs> yeah those like, times when your parents just call you instead of coming to your room it's like but i don't want to ask we, the we don't use it so yeah i think i think yeah i think for that it would be a really nice replacement for intercom especially when it's like something as simple as like it's dinner time or come let's go out or something like that I, I don't know exactly what all it's going to be doing but it's interesting now like you have multiple features within this one device and then whereas in the com it's just like I use it to speak to you yeah so yeah there's a the whole Google lens element to it as well but when it comes to the pixel 2 line where you can use the camera and then press up the pixel lens icon and it'll tell you stuff about whatever it is that's on the camera so if it's a picture or a monument or something like that, it'll give you information about that, which I think is neat. And I mean, me as well. I think that I think that was a really nice touch. I think that was so cool. <sighs> it kind of 
is a little bit taking away from what AR was expecting to do. Augmented reality was like you put up your phone and then like you say you're in a museum and it pulls up information about it. So and I guess in a sense it's kinda like AR, but not really. But kind of is. Yes, I'm so. Uh, this is just me personally, but I, I'm still a little iffy with the AR thing in a way. Um, but I can't wait to get my phone so I can play some AR games. I want to try them out, but I am still iffy with the AR thing. And in a sense, I think it does replace with AR supposed to for them. So I think it's gonna, it's going to be like uh, we have Google Lens that does this, and like we have all we also have AR that does this as well. Because so I guess they're gonna have like something to be to like separate it to differentiate the two in a way. Yeah, Cause, I mean I that that is only a little small part of AR because AR yeah. is like games and everything like that as well, like you said. So we'll see. they're going to use they're going to use AR AR for this per, this portion, and they're going to use Google Lens for that. Exactly. Gotta put their software to use. They have a lot of them. Yeah. The thing that really uh, got me though is the routines element of it. So, like for example, if I'm heading home, and I say like, "Okay, okay, G," I was about to say the other word, and then my phone would have gone off. Um, let's go home. It could pull up my driving information. Though where I'm here in the Bahamas, so it. I don't really need that. Um, it can pull up like a podcast or something like that and continue where I left off. It can send a text message to whoever it is that I need to send a text message to that says, you know, hey, I'm on my way home, something like that. And then when I get home, it's as simple as, okay, gee, I'm home. And then it will turn on my lights, um, tell me reminders that I was supposed to do before I got home, which, or like when I get home, I should say. Um, Turn on the AC because there's the whole Nest element of Google, which deals with like thermometers and all that kind of stuff. Sorry, not thermometers, thermostats. Um, and then when I go into bed, okay, gee, good night. It can turn on the security system, or like tell me about what my day is gonna look like tomorrow, set my alarm, that kind of stuff. So in other words, it's making people lazy. Yes. See, this is this is the future. This is what's happening to us. And AR and AI are just going to make it worse. Yep. So much worse. Oh yeah. We will be the people that just say something, have a bunch of things just happen. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I mean. That was mainly it with the Google stuff. And we just have a few more topics. One being Facebook and its facial recognition um, testing. Now, I know before the show, you and I were kind of talking about this and we were like, we don't really want facial recognition to become a big thing when it comes to um, like uh, how should I say it? Big companies? Yeah, like we don't want them to make that, in, like, that instead that of influence, like that, that 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 major influence on certain things. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for coming to my rescue with that. 
Um, and I mean, honestly, I don't want facial recognition to replace fingerprint scanning. Like me either. It it feels more invasive of my privacy for something like that. Instead of like even with my laptop, I have a fingerprint scanner on it, and I feel more comfortable with that than my um, than Windows Welcome using my um, camera to read my face and then you know say it's me. It's uh, it feels a little weird. Yeah, I, I think I think it's okay when it's more of like a third option, well, fourth option, let's put yes. it that way, fourth option to unlock your devices. Um, and this is going to be so mean of me, this is going to be so mean, but I really hope that Face ID don't kick off as much as Apple would like it to, so they can find some way to embed fingerprint scan, um, touch ID within the screen, so next year, the iPhones will have touch ID. But finger like but face ID would be more of like a backup. Like I would prefer it to be an option for me to unlock my to unlock my devices, but I want it to be like my primary option. Like give give me the choice to decide if I want y'all to like scan my face or use my fingerprint. Yeah, I I know with the Pixel two people were saying that, you know, it was gonna come excuse me, it was gonna come with that, but unfortunately it didn't. Um I still ended up getting the device but um i think next year they because they were saying apple was going to have that samsung was going to have that samsung was the first one they said was going to have it um and they said the pixel 2 all three did not come with it at all and it was depressing i i felt hurt when i heard no mention of it um no, legit, I, I felt hurt. Um, but I think next year they're definitely going to come out with something that has it. Even if it's just like, if it's just Samsung, if it, well, if Samsung has it, more than likely Apple will have it because they oh, use their yep. screens. But yep. yeah. I mean, they do that. They have to, if Apple succeeds, they have to push that for the iPad as well. Um, though we're slightly deviating, um, I, I would like to mention that this whole facial rec recognition thing for Facebook, it's only for when you are recovering your account. So let's say, you know, someone hacked into your account or you forgot your password, then that becomes an option where it reads your face to then, you know, say, oh, well, this is actually your account because, you know, I can see your face. God help you if you've like had something terrible happen in your face or it doesn't read your face because you're wearing a heavily lot of makeup even though you know people are saying that will still read through it but you now some makeup artists go oh sorry i mean some people go with um their face ah. in that sense i don't feel like in that sense i don't feel like it's a hundred percent bad per se like i think it's like a nice little it's like it's like a nice feature to have there like if you need to use it but not like a push it on me type of thing um yeah so i think it's a nice feature that adding in a way it helps people to recover their account though it'll be like no funky writing 
as their names and all that stuff. Like you, you seen it? Like where when persons accounts get hacked, and like they have like this funky writing. I can't. I don't really know which language it is, but like it's like this funky writing, and then it's like okay, it would stop. So I think I think it would help. It would help Facebook a lot with dealing with persons who had their accounts hacked, and I had to like start all the way from scratch. Yeah. Um. The next topic is dealing with Sony and the PlayStation. More so, the PlayStation VR headset. So, if you have one of those, listen in. Apparently, there's going to be a new VR headset that's going to be coming out that features HDR pass-through capability. That's a whole lot of jargon right there. HDR, of course, standing for high-definition range. Um, which pretty much means that you know we'll get much better pictures and videos and stuff like that, and they look better. That's the dumbed-down layman's version of it, by far. Um, but what that whole thing means, on a whole, is that PlayStation VR headset owners, the new ones, can now watch HDR PS4 content on their TV without having to disconnect the VR headset. You know, the headset will need to be turned off. Um, though the it's important to note that the units cannot be exchanged. So the unit for the ZVR2 model will not be compatible with the ZVR1 and vice versa. So for anyone wanting to tell the difference between the two of them, when the new one goes on sale, uh, Sony will hopefully point out some number of differences when they get to that point. Um, according they could have, you know, a nice little colored button. <laughs> you mean like that's, Pixel 2 and the Apple the Watch? watch yeah, like that seems to be the thing. Like, just throw in a colored button. Turn the colored button to make sure, you know, this is new. Yeah. This is the top of the line one. I hope that does not become a thing. I feel like it is going uh, to be thing. It's already started. Just embrace it. No. <laughs> um, according to the Japanese PlayStation website, the updated PlayStation VR will launch on next week Saturday. So that's October, um, Saturday, October fourteenth, um, which is going to be coming roughly around four hundred bucks um, in the United States, or three hundred pounds if you're in the. Um, you, well, yeah, the UK or EU. I forget which one uses pound. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's. England? Question. I think it's England, and then the euro. Yeah, the euro is for the European Union. Yeah, so it's UK. Yeah. Um. And apparently, Sony is also reviewing the PlayStation Move controller with eye to launching. A PS4 exclusive version with a micro USB connection. So they're they're revamping their old, they're revamping their products that didn't really kick off too well, first going off. Yep. So now that AR has like you know started to grow and become a thing, it's like you know let's push this again, let's try it again. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, it's VR, but yeah, I, VR, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. And I'm catchy with VR. <laughs> I think I think anime is scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we've had dot hack, we've had um, sword art online, we've had 
her um log horizon we've had oh lord i think there's like one or two others and they all like don't always end well yeah so i'm i'm always skeptical i'm always skeptical unless it comes to mario kart now that mario kart vr yeah well VR would be nice there is one thing that i would i could say you'd be fine with is that all of those for the most part require a neural interface which means that it would connect to your brain So, until VR gets to that point, I don't think you have anything to really worry about. I think about another five years. Tops, maybe. Probably. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I know there's another anime that has it. And, like, I can't remember it. I, I talked about it in one of my articles on my blog, like, a few years ago. Anyway. Um, the last topic is WhatsApp. And apparently, they are giving their 1.2 billion users uh, iOS-styled emojis that differ from those on Facebook and Messenger, and adding a general air of cross-platform confusion, as TheGuardian.com would like to have you feel. Overall, though, you know, pretty much what they're saying is that they're going to be creating their own kind of emojis that look alike look a lot like the um, Apple emojis which I think could be interesting especially with like the well I'm not 100% sure what all is going to be doing if it's going to also include like the uh, the Fox one like and like the AR stuff and just like kind of make emojis of those as well but um it will be interesting I'll say that much same thing, but I feel I feel like when the iPhone 10 comes out, they're probably gonna have an update for you gonna be able to use animated emojis in chat, in WhatsApp chats. Maybe I don't know. It depend. It depends on Apple, but yeah, maybe. I, I feel like I feel like eventually they may advance to that because they have like right now they have like the moving heart, mm-hmm. which is the only one that they have moving. So I think they may. They may like they may even improve that with the other emoji options. And I don't know. I, like I sorry, go on. With that, I think the only persons that are gonna be affected <clears throat> I think the only use <clears throat> I think the only users that are gonna be affected are Android users. <laughs> Android users because for us, like no matter no matter how a, an emoji is used, like we're always going to see it well, on like iOS devices. We're always going to see it as the iOS emojis. Like on Twitter, if you use the Twitter emojis on the web and on the web, like if I go inside the Twitter app on my computer, I'm going to see the Apple emojis. If I go in it on my iPad or my phone, I'm going to see the iPad, well, the Apple emojis. So I think for us, it's not going to really make a difference, but for y'all, it will. Yeah, I think that's actually what happened to me the other day. Remember when I said, like, the moons changed? And, like, <laughs> like it was it was jarring. Like, I expect the one that I normally see, like, the moons, like, look at the side and have this little, like, <laughs> yeah, kind of look to them. And this one's just, like, sitting there, like, <laughs> I know what you did last summer. 
You disgust me. Come here, let me leak your face. But, <laughs> um, it, it just brings a whole another level of creepiness to it. But it was jarring. And I'm not sure if that was intentional. Uh, I don't know. Because it's only showing up on the beta versions of WhatsApp. And yes, I use the beta version of WhatsApp. But I am hoping that they stick with, you know, each platform's own emojis. Unless it's like something that's missing. Let's say if one platform comes up with an emoji that the other one doesn't have just yet. At the middle finger? Yes. Android had it first and then Apple introduced it later on. Exactly. So having it something like that, I think would be beneficial. Especially since it is a cross-platform kind of thing. And I, that, that's also the thing with the with the middle finger emoji. I know when it came out for Android, it was like a totally... It was... What should I say it? It was designed differently. So like it had it had like its own special design for for like Android users on WhatsApp, and then when Apple came up with their version of it, it's like WhatsApp just completely erased their design and replaced it with the Apple version. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, Facebook have emojis, Messenger has emojis, Twitter has emojis. So like the only next thing next, like the only next main social media that, that needs to get emojis is Instagram, and because Zuckerberg owns all three. Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp. I really think it's about a moderate time for Instagram to get it. Mm, I kind of hope Instagram doesn't. Like, they already have so much clutter and confusion with enough other things. And, I mean, the whole thing was for it to be clean cut, where it's just picture and then comments about the picture, but it's kind of evolved nah. into... Yep. Booty shots, booty shots, booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Uh, um, stories. Uh, stories are apparently they finally putting in like the cross-functional stuff, Facebook and Instagram. It's yeah. I don't use any of these apps. Like I, I just want them sitting on my phone when I need to use them. I use them. <laughs> I barely use Instagram other than to post about, well, the show. Um, I used to use it a bit more, like, because I traveled quite a bit more. But. Yeah, I used to, swimming with Snapchat for me, and Facebook, and Instagram, I use them. Uh, I, use, I always use Twitter more than everything else. And up to this day, I still use Twitter more than everything else. But I used them back in the day, and I was just like, okay, like, I already had my fun with it it's like okay on to the next thing like i only have it on my phone because my storage is good enough for it so it's like okay i don't like i don't mind keeping you there because i have enough storage for you i gotcha well i'm gonna wrap up this week's episode i think we've covered a lot of different topics um i think so i think so <laughs> Another thing I like to say about iOS 11, mm. I I liked what they did with Keychain for Beta 1. I haven't seen it happen since um, point, since 0.2. I want to have to check it out. But I like what they did with Keychain where they now have Keychain in like the right corner on top of the keyboard. It's like you just like click there, like just like tap it 
it's gonna pull up all your passwords and you just easily tap the password that you want for that it's really nice like i like that um and then like i noticed that they're pushing the they're really pushing face id <laughs> they're pushing it so hard but yeah they're really pushing face id whereas now just about just about every other thing i do on my phone i have to authenticate that it's me so they're they're pushing the they're pushing the as you use face id is going to learn your face yeah i, I see that they're like i assume that's what they that's what they're doing because i only have touch id so it's pushing me to use touch id more but i think in but i'm thinking when the iphone 10 comes out it's going to push you to do to use face id so i think that's what that's what they're trying to do with ios 11. it's kind of annoying nsa cia here we go i could see it i could see it happening yeah I just feel like Face ID is a bad idea for the moment. I agree. But. It's Apple. They do what they want. Exactly. You either accept, accept it or go buy a new phone. Exactly. You you know this very well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'd like to thank all of our watchers. And I'd like to thank my guests for deciding to come on today. Thank you for quell. You're welcome. And of course, don't forget, we'll be back next week with Esports Wrap at Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Tech Talk again next Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, see you next time. <laughs>